This is part two of my conversation with the wonderful Danny Field. If you haven't listened to part one yet, what the fuck are you doing? Click down and listen to that and then come back and listen to part two. But at the same time, and I learned this today on the course I'm doing. Um, I don't know, fuck, I didn't learn it to learn it today, but it was reiterated today on the course I was doing. I'm doing. Um, there's always gonna, you need to get your stage hours in. You need to get your stage hours in. But, um, like quite unquote a shit gig. Yeah. Like you have to do it. Yeah. If, it, if it's not doing it means you're not going to do a gig that week. Yeah. Do it. That's it. Um, but it's about recognizing when you've hit the gla- when you've hit the glass ceiling for open mic. Yeah. And you need to figure out a way to climb out of that hole. Yeah. Because like, like London is, you can get. Um, yeah. That I can, like, see, that's fucking weird, coming from New Zealand, it's like a culture shock. Yeah. I started in comedy in New Zealand, so for like the first seven months of me doing comedy, was, I was not in the marquee, but it's like a marquee comedy. Yeah. And so, it started as no bringers in London. There's no bringers outside of London? No. No. But, no. I think they might do it in New York, yeah, yeah, yeah. but... Definitely in the UK. No. It throws people a little bit when I explain to them. Yeah, you are bringing, don't get me wrong, I've, I'm a fan of bringers. Yeah. I'm, I'm big because otherwise you're never going to get that big night experience yeah. without going to one. If you yeah. always go to a non-bringer, I mean, which, like, if they can get, like, sometimes they can be good. Yeah. They can get a good audience. But sometimes it leaves you and 10 other comics. Yeah, and that's the worst. And that's not, if you can, yeah, if you can do those things and then also, Go to like a GMB, a big nose, then there's 20 people plus the audience they've dragged in. Plus, it plus could be like yeah. 30, 40 people. Yeah, or 50, or 50, 60 if if Big Nose is having an amazing, is having yeah. a weirdly, not weirdly, just having an amazing night. Yeah. Like, ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, what was I, I going to say to you? Um, yeah, we'll say this. Um, what's been your best? Your worst gig and your best gig. You don't have to mention names for the worst gig. Worst gig. Uh, there's this one gig in Auckland. It wasn't so much because it was a gig. I think, I don't even know if it's the worst. I've probably got a worse one. The funniest worst thing that's ever happened was I was at a bar in Auckland and it was, uh, it was run by like a medium there called Gary Dooley and like the gig. It's good, like it is what it is. It's like in sort of like a rock bar. He's like slowly taking it over and like trying to build it up. And it's a late night gig, so in Auckland you don't you don't have to stay at the gig the whole time you're there. You can do two or three gigs in one night, which is a good thing because you can start at like one place, go on first half, go to the next place, go on second half. And then if you do his gig, he starts like an hour later than other people on that night, and it goes on to like 11. But it just but I went there, and it's always a fun gig because it's just a laugh. But they have an open mic downstairs. Yeah. Or like a, or a sort of open mic slash they pay someone to come in and sing. Yeah. You know the Nirvana song? I think it was Nirvana. They just, they just sing great for me. They just constantly, constantly sing great for me. So there's this geezer, I'm going from the set, 
someone let the door open and you could just hear this backdrop get louder and louder of just someone singing rape me rape me over and over I was just like I had to stop and I was just like did anyone else hear that is it just me <laughs> I was trying to talk about like make everyone laugh at cancer and there is a bloke downstairs screaming <laughs> but uh, yeah no those, those people were right that's just like in terms of something mad that can happen I don't think it's mad that someone singing rape me through my set unknowingly. Yeah. That's happening. <laughs> I've never been properly like, I feel like King Kong was the worst experience. Oh, really? I lasted the first seconds. I wasn't ready to do King Kong. Like, I wasn't ready. Yeah. I didn't know how it went. I went up. I've never really had like audience interaction at that point before. I tried to do a cancer joke, first thing someone shouts, Oh bollocks! <laughs> and I tried to like interact with him because if it's like one on one situation, like I'm like quick back like that. But because it's me and a mic and there's four or five hundred people there and you're trying to work out who said it, what do they say, how am I gonna respond? And I've never done that before. Like so it just I was gone. Really? Uh, the card went up, two other cards went up, and it was just not like, it wasn't good. But it's like a good learning experience. It's, just, it's not like conducive to good comedy. No, King Kong. it's not, not. But it's conducive to learning how to deal with a crowd. See, for me, instead of doing like King Kong, I find comp- doing competitions, I prefer to do competitions than do things like yeah. do King Kong because I've had that sort of that same experience in a way where even I haven't got through I haven't got through the heat to any of the heats I've done um, it's it's just kind of it kind of just humbles you in it like saying that okay when it's a high pressure environment that isn't built for comedy it can humble you yeah I like the I've not done many um, competitions before it's actually I started doing the um, comedy version of Max Turner Prize, and then I um, Have you got? Have you? So I'm in the semi-finals. Hey, good for yeah. you. And it was difficult, man, because they put me on first. Oh. And it was like just a harder. Who was who was hosting? Squids. Alright. Um. Yeah. So I went on first, and it was just like harder to get everyone going, and then within like the first maybe two or three. And then the fourth person on, there was something like good. There was, it was like a good. Who was it? Who was in your? Who was in your heat? Um, I don't remember. About fifty other people. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I don't yes. remember anyone. Only there's a fella from New Zealand who. Pete Wells. Mate, he does one liners. He's fairly like he's probably about like our age. Is he, tall, like, is he like tall, floppy? No, 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 no. He's like about my height. Like, yeah. Has he got like floppy hair? I don't think so. He does one liners. Like everything is like a it's that sort of I think Oh or is it oh or is it's only his name but I think it's right. Bill Egan. No, he's Australian. Australian. I'm so sorry. I'm just a massive racist. Yeah. I'm just a massive racist. But no, but anyway, like there's one person I knew. Um, I think unless someone listens to him and goes, no, you fucking know me, and I was there. But yeah. Other than that, but yeah, but the, it was high. The, the quality was high. There's never when you go to those nights, it's always like maybe two or three people that are really, really good. But this time it was like six or seven, like eight, nine. Like it was, I was like fucking hell. These people must have come out of the woodwork or something. 
because yeah. this is never like unless I'm the unlucky one you've got on my the hardest thing going people have just come out and gone I'm doing that yeah and uh, there's this real tall fella who's like six, seven, six, six, something like that. And he was fucking horrible. Yeah, I got to the semi final of that. I'm doing a bath comedia tomorrow. Nice one. Um, that's, I think that's seven minutes. Ooh. So I've just, I only had five when I applied. I knew I could get seven. I only had five. And I've pushed it up with the Australian. The story about being the receptionist and um, for my ultrasound, I managed to add on to something and I'm at seven. That's good. Yeah. I'm over seven, but like of a decent quality. Okay. Like, that's that's cool, man. So do you reckon you're gonna do more competitions? Yeah, I just don't know where they. But you, you you always find out about a competition when you just when you see that it's been in the news and it's always been in the yeah. news because so much is funny. And by the like, news, we mean total. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one that which no one outside of our outside of the comedy circle reads. Exactly. But then, like, you find out about it, you're like, oh, I've got to wait a year now because that's the. So I'm like I know like off the media, um, I think like Radio Four do one. Um, and I don't think that's still like June or July or May. Two North Down just had one gone. Yep, they have. So I have to wait till November to do that. Not gonna lie man, I died on my ass for like the majority of that. Yeah. <laughs> that they was are. mate, it was like my the reason I do so the reason for new competitions is because they do kind of humble you because what they what they tend to do is they turn what would probably be a normal audience member into a critic. Yeah. Yeah. And because they've done because they do that, it's so much hard your job is so much harder. And it's they won't always want to see, I don't think they always want to see that you've impressed that you've impressed um, that you've impressed them if that makes sense yeah so even if they like what you've done they don't want to show it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's all kind of and I think also a lot of it is down to the other well, as of every comedy night it's down to the MC that you have it's, um, it all kind of falls on whether how good or bad it is yeah. It's on the how good or bad DMC is. Yeah. 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 There's, there's a lot riding on competition. I don't think they're like, they're a good opportunity, but. They're not the real one end of No. Like, I wouldn't get hung up on them, but it's just, if you do well, you do well. If you win it, you run it, you run money, and. You won. We're not editing that out. I'm not editing that out. That's staying in. But if you if you do, uh, if you do, if you win it, you win it, you get money and you get something and that's great. Yeah. But you get as much from losing it because you're like, okay, well this really wasn't good enough for this. Yeah. So now I've got to spend this much time like I'd rather I'd rather lose it and then yeah. get better from it yeah. than win it on what might be weaker material and then not know it's weaker material. Yeah. So like there's always something to say from the competition. Yeah. Winning it isn't the deal, and then it's not like it's not like football where winning is like a legitimate way to decide how good you are. Yeah. Like winning a competition in comedy doesn't decide how good a comedian you are. It doesn't make you better than another comedian. It just means that at this moment people got together and thought he deserved, she deserved to win the competition. And it's also a lot of it. Some of it is also down to 
who you know, uh, who you know who's running the competition, yeah. and how many friends you bring. Oh, Mike, the, the Cavendish, um, they, now, with this competition, they do on a car. Yeah. I think normally they do like a clapometer. Yeah. I've been done so many times on like the clapometer where it'd just be like me and my girlfriend, and then there's someone where there was once where. And I'm not, like, I'm not trying to be like bitter or anything. It's just. It's not be bitter, it's fine. Like, yeah, no, 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 like, it. It's more funny than like anything, because it's just fun. Like, you're not. Like, you, you win the competition, it's just hard at night. It's yeah. Like, a, but it's just the amount of times where you'll see someone brings a load of audience members, they get like a massive round of applause, and then they go further than like whoever was better than you. Yeah. And I was a bit worried that that might be how they were doing the competition with Max Turner, but it's like you rate everyone one to five, I think, on a card. Which is a good system. And were you allowed to vote for your friend, or were you not allowed? Yeah, you just couldn't like do something stupid and give everyone else a one and you paying a five. Yeah. Like you had to be balanced. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's. I had one competition. It was the stand-up club competition. I did. The cutoff was you had to do between four and a half minutes and five and a half minutes, right? I stupidly did four minutes and seventeen seconds, yeah. right? I was getting some okay last, so I was like, do you know what? I know I'm not going to get through, but I did all right, yeah? yeah. There was a guy who got absolutely, he brought about, uh, he brought the whole of the front row with him. He brought about 10 people. No one laughed in the audience and it was the most awkward thing ever, yeah. right? He got through on, on a wild card. Yeah, uh, yeah, he got through on the on the podcast, is it? On no, the, on the what? Yeah, on no, the no, one. I mean, like, he got yeah. through on the. They're all gonna spend spend five or ten of each on the. Yeah, but the thing is, even they didn't laugh. No, none of them laughed. None of his mates laughed. None of the other rest of the audience laughed. Yeah. Who fucking liked them? Yeah. Yeah. So can you bring a good audience and make more money for the venue or for the night? And, I suppose. Yeah. But like. I know, stuff like that is what it is. Like, I mean, the Cavendish, when they put their normal lights on, is you can't complain. No. But you don't win, like, the trophy they yeah. do because you're getting a really good night, you're getting a good MC, you're getting a really good audience, and you're getting stage time in what's yeah. as close to a professional gig as you'll ever get to like night. Yeah. So. I don't know, man. Funny Fuckers is a very close. Is, is, I think Funny yeah. Fuckers is very close. No, no, that's what I mean. Like, those sorts of gigs. Funny Fuckers, um, like. Cal- Cavendish, yeah. Yeah, Cavendish. We've got, obviously got, like, a blackout, which is an actual upgrade. So. Yeah. But uh, like those mics are proper, they're almost like proper comedy mics. Like you can almost feel like a pro if your set goes really well. You were thinking, oh, this is like it must be what it's like when someone does well here. Yeah. So if you do well in front of ten people, you're not going, yeah, this must be what fucking Rob Beckett feels like. And the other two. So speaking of comedy performances, um, what criticisms would you give me? Did you yeah. see me enough? Yes. Um, uh, the only thing I would say was visual material is quite like you've got a lot of Caribbean-based jokes. Now I don't think people always know the intricacies of yeah. Caribbean yeah. culture. Yeah, that's food. it. Yeah. Um, so like with the like with late, like food not being on the menu. Yeah. Or like yeah. the bad. So yeah. I don't want to shout out any like punchlines, no, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that sort of stuff. Um, 
it's not necessarily as transferable to like a wider audience. Yeah. Um, especially like considering everyone, bar the majority, like a tiny minority, all seem to be like middle class and <laughs> just have moved to London and it's just like like it's difficult at the best of times when you go up and you're like like David Lewis has the joke about like um, he's the you know the next whatever middle class person coming yeah, up and yeah. that is literally comedy yeah. that's open mic comedy it's just yeah. like it's a specific tiny group of people um, yeah so like you're doing like the Caribbean stuff it's harder to translate yeah to them. that's fair um, yeah. Yeah. Right. That's good, man. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so. I mean, I liked it. It was funny. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> My cousin liked it. I'm alone as well. Good so boy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's true because you brought cousin and no husband yeah. the other day, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. That's good. I'm glad that. I'm glad they enjoyed. Did they enjoy the whole night? Or? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they did. I don't. I don't think they knew what to expect as such because it's like so many people and then you go into like a pub and it doesn't look the best place to do comedy but then David does a good job of turning it into a nice night do you know what was weird? nobody died that night no no they didn't no one died some people did better than others but nobody died and that's really weird the worst thing about that night is fucking Luke Chilton going up with what must have just been like scrambling that morning yeah easily doing the best just fucking killing it I was just like you bastard you can't do that that's you can't but he's fucking Luke Chilton isn't he I don't know how quickly his mind works so like do you know what I think Luke Chilton's mind is just explosions and just ah I I love him I think he's great I think he's great yeah like he's I've I've never failed to laugh at the stuff he's done and the fact that I was waiting when you do like new stuff especially from a book you're not even like performing it you're half reading it and you just think there's got to be like one joke that just dies on his ass completely and just everything was like there's this consistent high level laugh yeah and like, but he's also a really good performer as well. Yeah. Like, very, he seems like he's himself. I don't know him, but like, when you see him on stage, it seems like he, he would be like that. Yeah, he and is. So you get like that honesty of performance. Yeah, he is that insane. Yeah. He, I've had him on this and I've, and I've had drinks with him enough. He is literally that insane. Yeah. And yeah. it's wonderful to see yeah. someone who is authentic. Yeah. And he's got to where he is based purely on his talent like that's it just gigging and not done it through like um, not done it through knowing someone knowing someone in an industry or whatever he's literally done it because he's worked fucking hard he does the comedy night he does Uh, he he does Tuesdays Tuesdays. I don't. How does that work? Is that like a like open mic slash? Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things. It's one of those weird. I know the weekends. He's going to be like a couple of pros. Sort of. Every Friday, what every well, one Friday a month they do a bottomless bottomless booze where they get pro headliners and shit. Um, And people stop wanting to drop in because it's apparently it's a nice place. Yeah. I mean, actually, I say I say say apparently we did uh, we did Edinburgh last year. We did our work in progress there. Yeah. But that's the only time we've done. That's the only time we've done. Uh, that's the only time I've ever performed. Yeah. I went. 
the weekend on my birthday, I had tickets for Kate Hurdenhoe. Aye, yeah. how was that? That was good, it was a good night. It was obviously Kate and then Michael Duale. Yeah. The geezer who won, uh, so you think you're funny? What? Finley Christie? I'm not sure of his name. What, um, like it? He wasn't a kid, he was older, so oh. it might have been the one before the last. Uh, yeah, it would have been like not the last one, but the one before that. He's probably, he's like, he's a bit older, he's got kids. Okay. Um, he's not like well old, but just older. A bit older than us. I don't know, I've never met Timmy Christie, but the way you described him, it sounds like he's young. He's younger than, younger than us, I think. Yeah, yeah he's younger than us, yeah. he's like early 20s. Yeah, I'd imagine he's said as either in his like late 20s or 30s. Yeah, okay. He, he was, he was good, he was fun. Fumbi, on my tail, and so on. Ah, Fumbi, uh, yeah. do you listen to Quiet as Four? Yeah. Oh, yeah. good man, yeah. yeah. Great. I went to a live show. Fucking hell. Yeah. How was it? Yeah, that was good. That, that night was like, that was, you never know about something like that, you go, do you? No, because I just find, I don't know how I feel about seeing a live, I mean, it is just people talking. Yeah. Like, that is it, but... A live, po- I just find the, the idea of a live podcast a bit weird. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say no to going to one. I've actually tried to, I did try and go to one podcast I listened to, we were doing a live show, in, but they, but it, was, they, it was all sold out. Yeah. But they, but yeah, I, it's, yeah. Well, I've been, I've been to three live podcasts. I went to the Guilty Feminist with Becky. I was her ticket. I, as you can imagine, I'm probably not the first person to be like, it's kind of guilty feminist, but that's, that's <laughs> decent. That was decent. Um, I went to the Hoovering Pod with, that is Jessica Foster Hughes. Uh, it's like a food podcast. That was Becky again. So then, uh, it's cool. she came along to that. She owed me to. So, <laughs> And, uh, don't, don't you owe her a lot more because yeah, no, she's I, your great Yeah, yeah, because we talk about that. <laughs> I talk about that. But, uh, yeah, that night was, was really good. Yeah. Quality. There was, yeah, that was quality. Um, there was weird, something, something weird happened there. There was this woman there who she was talking like she knew the comedians but didn't seem like she did. And then there's just she said this weird thing about like talking from her pussy or something well, like that. Wait, was she saying it to the comedians? Or yeah. Was she saying it? Okay. It was in reference to someone made a joke about like vaginas. And it was like, I think they were taking a piss out of like a misogynistic joke. Yeah. And then she followed it up and just got like a, uh, yeah, I don't know, just got hit. But how, did, how did they handle it? Good, like, because it was just funny. Yeah. Like, it was a bit weird, but it was funny. They, I mean, they're all like, they're probably comedians. Like, yeah, not like us fake yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. They're like, Oh no, the whole night was decent, and they had it like in the audience as opposed to up on stage. Mm. So like everyone was sat around them, like lawyers and Gola was there, uh, Tez Ilias. I saw him twice last week, last Saturday actually. Yeah. Yeah, I saw him once at Top Secret because he was um, on the bill with Russell Hicks. Yeah. And then I saw him um, later that day. Uh, just on it. Uh, okay. So yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing him live. I'm not seeing that much stand up live. I went, I went to Tino down the other day, and that was Ramesh Rangan Aiken. That was sick. Like, he fucking smashed that. I think you forget how good some people are when you see him in the flesh, and he's like, yeah. he's barely even trying. And yeah. His room is on fire. Like, yeah. Right. Like, 
I'm trying a lot more to go and watch stand up, to go and watch um, people who are just above my level, just above our level, yeah. just to see what they, how they are, and what they did to get there. Someone was saying they saw um, what's her, um, uh, what's her name? Geordie comedian. Um, Sarah Minigan. Sarah Minigan. Yeah. Sarah Minigan yeah, 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 yeah. at the at the Yeah. It's, it's that part of their tour, isn't it? Like if they can't sell the big theatre, Hayes is still a good few hundred. So like, yeah. I mean, like Kojo, I mean, he's got the taxi tour. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. I've been looking to get tickets for that. So yeah. when is when is he going there? From, I, I don't know the date. I didn't get a ticket yet. Okay. Um, but I know he's there. Yeah. But he probably, mate, he's probably closer to you than you live than, than Hayes. Yeah. He's so probably, there's probably like a theatre nearby. Like, Hat, like Hackney Empire or something like that. Yeah. 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 Nice. All right. So, segue. Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of London and that, how many fools and horses? Yeah. So, what a fucking show. It is, and I know not everyone shares this opinion, but it is hands down the best sitcom ever made. Okay. Why do you think it's the best sitcom ever made? Because it is. I, I it's the funniest, and I've, I've realised that's a very subjective. <laughs> Someone can listen to this and go, oh, you fucking idiot, it's not, it's just, no, it's not. <laughs> so, Shut up, his yeah. opinion is the one that matters. Yeah. So, 
who's the funniest. It's got one of the best character developments of any sitcom ever. It went from the early 80s to 2000, like, that's like 20 years. Like, you know, um, the, like, the cast that they've got in, like, um, it's not just Cowboy and Rogers, like, the, I think the quality of the, of a lot of them is lost because it can be seen as like silly humour yeah. or stupid humour. So you forget like the quality behind. And, like not the early series, there were so many good like punchlines and like sort of one-liners and things. And do you remember like the episode where where Rodney was gonna like go it alone with Nicky Pierce? Yeah. And like Nicky Pierce has got the holiday homes out in Spain, or at least Rodney thinks that. And uh, Mickey Pierce is just on holiday getting his end away with the money <laughs> Rodney's put in to the like the third. But uh, Rodney's there like, yeah, we're gonna start out in Spain, we're like a holiday home. Then um, Granddad pipes in, and he's like, what are you got? A Wendy house? Yeah? So it's just like a <laughs> little like one line and because uh, like, as they went on in the later series, it was less one linery, and I don't really know the style of comedy as such, but like. It's more, it's more, it's more long form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's. Oh, so you mean like not character development, but like. No, no, there has been character development. I mean that, yeah, there has been a change of style in how they make you laugh. Yeah, so production development. Yeah, yeah. I I, I was writing just changed So how do you think the characters developed across the across the season across the series? Um, you see, like Dell go from like sort of Jack the Lad to, I guess, like more of a because uh, they basically all like he had to take over the family like 16, 17, so he used to be like the man, the big man, and stuff like that. And as they go on, like he's looking after Rodney, but then he's also got to, like look after himself. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you see that play out slowly. You see like Rodney go from like someone who can't speak to a woman properly and then like going out with Cassandra and like going through like the baby and like the lost baby um, and that scene as well is brilliant where they're doing the where Cassandra has I can't believe I just said that well, I was going to say that that scene is brilliant where Cassandra has the miscarriage <laughs> but, uh, fucking love a miscarriage mate <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a, it's a UK gold, mate. I just, yeah. I've, I've got a chat for him. I've, I've got the new sky control, so I can just talk, I can just press the button and just say, Miss Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just want you to go to like a woman's shower and say, fucking love this guy, love it. <laughs> well, what I mean is, they, so like, they find out they get miscarried. Rodney has to go in, but he can't face go in and see Cassandra. So Dell pulls him aside and basically gives him a kick around the ear roll when he's like, having a, not having a go, but he's like, you've got to be strong. You've got to be this. I know you're hurting, but she's hurting as well. You've got to be there for her. You've got to, I can't cry. You've got to. And he's like that. And then Rodney's like just wiping away his tears and he's like, yeah, yeah, do And then they walk in and Sandra looks at him and then it like hands on both Del and Rodney and then Del starts crying. <laughs> It was just like, it was just a good basis of like a real like, sad situation. I, 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 I don't think they did, and I don't think they did the laugh track at that point, did they? I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't remember. It would, you'd think they wouldn't for a, Yeah. But, 
Yeah. But like it was just, it's just really well done. But yeah. also, it's just, it's just genuinely the funniest comedy okay. to come out of here. So it is statistically voted as the best comedy um, sitcom in the world, like every year. Year in after Britain, year. In, in British, Britain. the best British sitcom yeah. every year. Okay. And by default, it's technically the best sitcom in the world. Just because if you go around the rest of the world, it, whether it's true or not, they'll say, yeah, Britain does the best sitcoms. So, really? on, okay. that, on that very bad logic, <laughs> you can make a claim that Only Fools and Horses is the best sitcom in the world. Okay. You can definitely make the best popular claim that it's the best sitcom, sitcom the world has never seen. The world has never seen. Okay. How many people are watching a show about Hello the Pop Music in like 1980s, 90s Britain they can't understand? That's true. And also, I, I find that people who can't speak English, they'll watch it in, they start watching it in England when they're living there, and it becomes one of their favourite comedies because away from the writing, like, it's very physical. Oh, yeah. And like, like my uncle, Portuguese, loved it, and like, when he was learning English, Sergio Aguero loves animals and also. So, what do you think? So of if the, the best striker in the Premier League loves Andy Pinjanosis, then. So, so what do you think of Nicholas Lindhurst as an actor? Do you reckon he is always the same? Uh, always the same. Always I don't think really we've seen him enough. Really, if I'm being honest, okay. like, I don't. I don't think he's in the time travel thing where he goes back to like some modern day then he goes back to the wall or something but I know he's doing other stuff I'll be honest I don't watch I remember watching outside of Uncle's Lewis and Okay. but he's got a pretty good range of acting in Tony Falls okay. like comedic to, to like serious acting because hmm. so, yeah. me I always um I always found that like there are elements of him where he can he has shown he's a good actor right yeah. but he's always been cast as always as as the only Fools and Horses character. He was good in Rock and Chips. He was good in Rock and Chips. He got given a different, because he's Freddie Rock, Freddie, yeah. Freddie the Frog. Yeah. Freddie the Frog. Yeah. So he's got to play like a hard art, which is weird. Nicholas Linders. So I was going to say, what did you think of Rock and Chips? Rock and Chips was good. It wasn't Only Fools and Horses. No, it wasn't. I think that's like, if you're analysing it or deciding whether you like it, you've got to remember you're not watching Only Fools and Horses, you're watching the story of Del Boy and how that all came about. And if they tried to make it like Only Fools and Horses, it would have probably failed. Oh, fuck, yeah. The way they've done it was. But then again, I saw the musical in the West End. I need to go see that. And I know some people don't like it, but I love it. Like, like, I thought it was probably one of the best things you'll see without seeing any business come back. So, is it like. In the musicals, they're like they're just doing a novel. They're doing an old Only Fools and Horses script. Or is so it? they basically take all the key points of the entire program and they base it all around the dates, the dates episode. Yeah. Date, yeah. Um, so like, girl meets uh, Raquel. Yeah. But all, all like the key bits that make you laugh in like the episodes beforehand and after, it all gets mangled. So they've got their own timeline. Uh-huh. They're taking all like the bits you remember and they're putting it into it. And one or two other like new things they put in. Um, I should have to. It's pretty good to like freshen it up, and it, it's more of like a celebration of Tiny Falls than like it's not a re- like they're not trying to recreate it, no. they're not trying to extend it. It's just like a celebration of like 
everything we love about them. But, I was going to ask you, what, last question, right? Um, if you could remake, I mean, if you could bring it back, how would you do it? Only fools? Yeah. Um, I would dig out John Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> Just have his corpse. <laughs> Just like a weekend at Bernie's thing. Even, even if I just had a skeleton with like the pen in his fingers, but I might be able to muster some of his thought process just through like, I don't know, then, uh, yeah. How can you bring it back? I don't... It's impossible to bring it back, isn't it? It's, uh... Nothing's impossible, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean... I don't think we can bring John Sullivan back. I get nothing impossible. If there's no John Sullivan, there's no only for the news to bring up. He, I'm sure he, he may have had writers, but also it was like, it was his creation. Um, I know with his son was involved, and Paul Whitehouse helped start writing it with John Sullivan. So there was like that connection of him still being there. I'd like to bring it back. He's probably, it's just impossible. Um, but I was to bring it back. If John Sullivan's family came up to me and went down, we've been thinking long and hard, you're the person that's going to bring it back. And I would definitely go with my plan A of digging up his body and yeah. holding it to write everything out and hope that turns into a good episode. What about the characters? What would you do with the characters? Uh, I suppose Damien would be a bit older than me now. I'm 28, so I'm 29. I don't know why I can't remember my age. <laughs> it's an old age. But, I think Damien is either my age or a little bit older. But I don't think he could be as, like, devilish as he used to be. Um, he still has to have, like, that scares the shit out of... of I suppose it'd be like a... a an old person's home, wouldn't it? That'd be the next thing. That'd be Dell going getting close to an old person's home and maybe Damien trying to like push him into an old person's home and then trying to shove Rodney in but Rodney doesn't need to go because he's like 15 years younger than Del <laughs> but still trying to push him in anyway that'd be like I, I think that'd be funny I'd like to watch that play out the, the Damien stuff was always good with uh, when they brought him in like when they go when they're on holiday in a uh, they got all the money and they're in like I don't know um, I think Monaco and uh, Cassandra's like Daryl Damien's pissing in a swimming pool <laughs> he's like oh little boys have a little fiddle in the pool Cassandra yeah you're like a six foot diving ball <laughs> like that sort of I think you'd have to keep that but just yeah like you'd definitely have to do it with an old person's island mm. and uh I know what you did because Mike died, Trigger died. Trigger's a pretty integral part of the, of the program. Um, we were difficult to be honest, but most of the cast are nice. I suppose they could do something. Yeah. Maybe like Trigger's son comes in. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that could be that nice. Nice. Yeah. But I'll bring it back just so I can carry on watching the movie the ships. Yeah. Even if it was just me watching it and it was shit, I would still bring it back. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a good answer. Yeah. So, it's been wonderful chatting to you, man. Uh, right. Where can people find you? Um, you can find me at Dodgy Pumps around London on yes. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. Yes. Um, anywhere. 
Our social media, but like, it's not. I know you meant to advertise yourself, but there's no. Yeah. No, fuck. Yeah. Look at me. I mean, you can follow my Instagram, Danny yeah. Funny Field. I, I couldn't get Danny Field, so that's but Danny Funny Field, and then play on the words so that it sounds like Danny Fucking Field. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, if you like average, average, if you like pictures with average uh, captions, then follow me on Instagram. So basically, if you like Instagram, follow yeah. Danny Beer, follow Danny. Pretty much. Right. Man, it's been wonderful. Let's do the handshake. Yeah. Woo! It's been great fun.